cancer and its treatment can have a lasting effect on your physical, emotional, and spiritual health. Here to talk with us about comprehensive cancer care, including spiritual health, is Caroline Peacock, a chaplain and a spiritual health educator at Winship Cancer Institute of Emory University. Another in the podcast series, Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. Here's Bill Klaproth. Caroline, thank you so much for being on with us. A cancer diagnosis can make you feel overwhelmed, frightened, or alone. And of course, you may experience difficulty with your faith or deepest values. And we know that physical treatment is so important, but the spiritual side of treatment should not be overlooked, right? Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad to address this very important issue. Uh, when when people have a cancer diagnosis, they may be suffering in so many ways, um, and so often what is only attended to is the physical uh, treatment that the patient is receiving and um, any physical side effects that they might be experiencing. But when somebody uh, has a cancer diagnosis, they may feel frightened, they may feel uh, alone, they may feel angry, uh, they may have problems uh, with their faith. Uh, so it can be really overwhelming for somebody, and at Winship Cancer Institute, we believe in supporting the whole person in their care. So having a chaplain to attend to the patient and family um, helps them to know that we care about all of all of them, all of their personhood, and that we want to support them in in comprehensive care. Are people surprised when you talk to them about spiritual health? I know they're so focused in on the physical health and the physical treatment. Are they surprised when you offer spiritual health and guidance? Um, not often because uh, when, when somebody is suffering, when they have a cancer diagnosis, for example, if I'm visiting a patient in the infusion, infusion center and I'm simply introducing myself and saying, hi, my name is Caroline. I'm with spiritual health. Um, I'm here to see how you're doing today and how I can support you. Um, they often immediately enter into some kind of conversation with me because they're holding so much emotionally and spiritually. Uh, so often when somebody has cancer, they're needing to pretend as though they can get through it, that they, that they want to focus on just being strong. People often just want to hear what's going well. But when they speak to a chaplain, what we can do is allow them to express the fullness of their suffering, for them to say, you know, I'm, this is really hard, this is overwhelming, this is scary. And so often they feel a relief to be able to express that. And if a person has a particular faith background or spirituality that they ascribe, what we do is support them in the expression of their faith or expression of their spirituality, because that really helps them cope when they're going through a terribly difficult time like this so comforting to have someone like you to be there for them. Caroline, when someone asks you, you know, why me, God? How could you let this happen to me or my son or my daughter or my spouse? What is your answer to that? What I want to do in a situation like that is I want to hear what is behind the statement. Um, I don't want to prescribe any particular religious uh framework for them, but I want to help them utilize what their framework is to help them cope. So if, I, if somebody says, why is God doing this to me? What I w might, might say to them, I see how confusing this is for you and how frightening this must be. 
And then often when I say something like that, the person will further explore how difficult it is for them to be having this crisis of faith. And it allows them to often come to their own answer within their faith framework for um, for how they understand um, uh, their situation. And Caroline, so that's how you counsel people of all different kinds of faith then? Yeah. And what I think about it, uh, the way I think about it is as supporting people in in their deepest values. So, um, so whatever a person finds valuable in their life, whatever gives them meaning, uh, whatever gives them hope, whatever gives them a sense of connection, that's what I want to support them in. So for one person, that might be a particular religious tradition. For another person, it might be, um, I don't know, uh, participation in um, family or community activities or some kind of meditation practice. It can be different for every single person, and it usually is complex. People often have various aspects that that um, for, um, that create a spiritual tapestry for them. And so I want to find out what's important to them, what helps them cope. And if that's prayer, for example, and if they say, gosh, prayer really helps me, um, and they say, would you pray with me? I, I love to pray with them and love to support them in their faith. So whatever they need, you counsel them on uh, personal values. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, beliefs, hopes, and fears. You cover all that with them. Absolutely, because all of that is a part of what a person is um, living in when they're when they're going through this. Uh, often, if a person has a particular religious framework, they may feel like they can only express hope, for example. Um, but often, they are feeling a lot of fear. And so it's really important for me to make space for them to be able to express the fear as well. And paradoxically, something that sometimes happens is um, people might go to their faith communities, like, for example, to their community pastor or to folks in their church, for example, and they might feel like they can't say that they're struggling with their faith because they don't want to disappoint anybody within their religious community. Whereas with me um, or with another chaplain or spiritual health clinician, uh, we create an environment in which they're able to say whatever is on their mind, and we hear them without judgment, and we want to support them um, in that fullness of expression. Such an important resource for them. So do you offer support then to survivors and family members and loved ones as well as the patient? Absolutely. Um, in fact, when I'm when I'm visiting with a patient uh, at Winship, or or if I receive a phone call from a family member, I consider um, I consider anyone I'm engaging with as a care seeker and somebody who is deserving of care. Um, in fact, sometimes the family member may be the person that I'm providing the most care to because of the particular need. So every single situation um, I'm assessing. Uh, and also, I work with the uh, entire system here at Winship. So if somebody comes into the survivorship clinic or one of the other clinics and they are uh, requesting to see a chaplain, they'll certainly let me know and I'll follow up with that patient, um, even if they're in remission um, for a long time, for example, because there can be a sense of living with the uncertainty of what is to come, even when a person is a survivor. So there can be a lot of stress associated with that. And do you offer spirituality groups as well? Um, yes, that is something that uh, we offer because we want to let people know that uh, that they can relate to other patients and 
families who are um, going through the same thing, that they're not alone. One of the really interesting things that I have seen happen a lot, for example, in the infusion area, is that when two patients are receiving treatment right next to each other and they're on the same regimen, so they're there every Tuesday morning, for example, they often strike up conversations with each other, and it's not uncommon for them to become a source of support. And as a, as a chaplain, what I want to do is support people in the way that they receive support. So if that means connecting with their community pastor or connecting with a fellow uh, patient or um, with people who care about them, I want to nurture those relationships that they're forming to help them cope. And speaking of support then, what about supportive connections to religious resources? Yeah, certainly. That's an important part of what uh, spiritual health uh, clinicians can provide. Um, we certainly make it known that we provide care to all patients and families, uh, whether they have a particular um, uh, faith background or not. Sometimes a person will request a specific connection to um, a, a community um, religious leader. So, for example, if somebody is has come to uh, Winship and they're living uh, nearby as they receive their treatment, they might not have somebody from their faith community who is able to visit them to provide support. So we can certainly make calls to faith um, leaders in the community to visit them and, and provide that support. We have lay Eucharistic ministers from a lake, local Catholic church who provide communion. We have a community rabbi who comes in. If somebody um, wants to see an imam, we can call uh, an imam to come in or um, someone from a local Hindu temple. We want to support people in their faith expression. Caroline, so informative. Thank you so much for your time today. For more information, please visit emoryhealthcare.org slash cancer. That's emoryhealthcare.org slash cancer. You're listening to Advancing Your Health with Emory Healthcare. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.